Hey family, welcome to the Recalibrate podcast. It's your host Esther Glory and this is a new episode. Hi guys and welcome to this week's episode. Um, I feel like it's been a a while since I've been with you guys. Um, But yeah, hey, welcome to this week's episode. We are going to be talking about yet another stream of revelation um, and a way or form that you can hear or experience the voice of God. Um, And we are going to be talking about enlightenment or revelation. Um, And this is the primary way that I believe God speaks to me. So we're going to have we're going to have a conversation. okay? Um, so if this is your first time listening to the podcast, then welcome to the family. Welcome to the party. Um, someone who's familiar will show you your way around. But please feel free to engage in the conversation with us on our Instagram page at the Recalibrate Podcast and also by email, um, recalibrateuk at gmail.com. Now, it is an absolute privilege and honor to be with you. And if you are a reoccurring member of the family and community, then you know that I don't take for light. I don't take lightly that you join me every single week um, to talk about hearing God's voice until we become everything he's ordained for us to become and then to do all that he has ordained for us to do. And so if you are a regular member of the family, um, then you already know where the drinks are at. Welcome to the party. Um, so please feel free to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast, wherever you do, make sure you're subscribed so that you can know whenever we drop another episode, we're always dropping episodes on Fridays at 7 PM. Um, and so make sure that you're tuned in to all that we are doing. We've got some exciting announcements coming up in the next few weeks and months. Um, and I can't wait to share with you all that's going on. Um, But make sure that you stay tuned um, and that you are um, engaging fully with the podcast because it's going to be all the things. Okay. Um, Now we're going to dive right into the first segment of our podcast episodes and it is titled The Random Musing of My Heart. Um, The Random Musing of My Heart for this week, um, I've been thinking a lot and having conversations. Um, This last week, I've had the privilege to sit in the same rooms as some of my favorite thinkers, um, some of my favorite um, teachers of the word of God, some of just my favorite people in general, um, and sitting in rooms and having conversations. And one of the things that's been stuck on my mind for the for the most of the week and most of my conversations have led into this school of thought. But I've really been thinking about the sustainability of a person, of a brand, of a family, of a thing, of an organization. I've really been thinking about sustainability and what that means. Um, and I've just been, I've not been thinking just about um, how long something lasts because it's not just about the time that it serves, but it's also how well the time is served. And so I've been thinking about sustainability throughout history, in the present, in the future. What does that look like? And I've been thinking about the fact that for me, my definition of sustainability and success of sustainability is the health of a thing, the good health of a thing, Um, over a long period of time. And so I've been thinking about things such as legacy, things that will outlive me that I'm trying to build now and am building now. And I've just been thinking about the health of those things. How healthy are they and how long can I maintain their health? And what principles do I need to learn or to adapt or to grow in so that that can be the case? It can be healthy for a long period of time. And so what's the random musing that I really want to share with you? 
um, think about the sustainability of your life. Think about the sustainability of your family unit. Think about the sustainability of the business you're building or the career you're building or the education um route that you've taken, whatever it may be that you are involved in, the ministry, the training, the people you're called to, think about the sustainability of that thing. And even double down and think about the sustainability of your identity, the sustainability of your purpose, the sustainability of everything that God has placed in your head, heart and hands to do and to become. And so um, think about sustainability and what success looks like for you in terms of sustainability. That would be the random musing of my heart for this week's episode. Now, we are going to dive right in um, to this week's episode where we will be talking about in enlightenment or, or uh, revelation or disclosure. Um, and we're going to be talking about that as a stream of revelation. And I'm going to quickly start off by just reading two scriptures that kind of have this um, this particular word in the scripture that will help us to make sense of what we mean when we say revelation or enlightenment, spontaneous enlightenment as a way that God speaks. Um, so I'm going to read the scriptures and then I'll give you definitions and, and, and aims and principles and stuff like that for um, this particular stream of revelation before we dive into some other areas um, concerning hearing the voice of God um, in our coming episodes. So first we're going to read Ephesians 1 verse 17. As you know, we love the Amplified version around here, the Passion Translation, the English Standard, the Holman Christian Standard Bible. You know we love those particular versions around here. But today I'm going to read to you both scriptures in the Amplified version um, because it is the staple around here. Um, Ephesians 1.17, I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation that gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of him, for we know the Father through the Son. And then I'm also going to read Revelation 1 verse 1. Revelation 1 verse 1. Now, if I say Revelation and you're flipping to the front of the Bible, then you're clearly in the wrong testament, in the wrong in the wrong side of the book. OK, <laughs> um, this is the last book of the canonized Bible as we know it. Revelation 1 1. And it says this is the revelation of Jesus Christ, his unveiling of the divine mysteries, which God the Father gave to him to show to his bond servants, believers, the things which must soon take place in their entirety. And he sent and communicated it by his angel, divine messenger, to his bond servant, John. Now, this is the primary way that God speaks to me, and Ephesians 1.17 speaks about it, but also this particular scripture, Revelation 1.1, speaks to this as well. Um, This is the type, what what I mean when I say uh, enlightenment as a stream of revelation is when you get a spontaneous disclosure or appearing or a coming or a manifestation Um, of a particular mystery or wisdom or solution or principle or revelation or insight. Um, And it happens in the moment. Now, I love Revelation 1.1's account of this. And it basically says that this is the way that um, God spoke to um, his bondservant John in the book of Revelation or when he was writing the book of Revelation. Um, And so Um, One of the things that I really recommend that um, people who hear God this way do, I I really recommend that they, um, they 
listen out to God, but also have a library for which God can breathe upon. So one time I was teaching um, someone about hearing the voice of God. And when we got to um, this particular section, I remember highlighting to them that what happens is the Bible in this regard, especially when God speaks to you primarily through this way, is that the Bible is basically your vocabulary. So for example, when we're teaching children the alphabet, phonetics, building words and putting them together, we often speak to them, um, we often teach them the alphabet and then we teach them phonetics and how to group letters together to make words and to sound it out and things like that, up until the point that we can finally communicate with them and give them um, instruction so we can tell them, baby A, sit down, or toddler B, stand up, or don't do that, or say sorry, and things like that. But we use short phrases that they can understand and they can comprehend to be able to let them know what exactly they should be doing. And so um, when it comes down now to um, revelation or enlightenment, it happens in the same regard. The Bible is our vocabulary, our phonetics, our sounding it out. This is this is what gives us the range that when God speaks to you in this way, he can breathe upon in a moment and give you full context for a, a, a portion of revelation or prophecy or anything like that. And so um, one of the things that I always encourage, principle number one right here, what I encourage people to do when you hear God's voice this way specifically is to commit to the scriptures. Now, if any of my mentees are listening, they're probably rubbing their foreheads because they hear me speak like this all the time. Um, so they're probably like, yep, um, Glory's at it again. She's telling us to commit to the scriptures. Um, and one of the things, um, one of the things that really um, makes me very big on making sure that we stick to the scriptures and that we commit to it when you hear God this way is that if you don't, then you can begin to pull on your soul realm. You can begin to pull on other parts of yourself. You can even pull on carnal interpretations of things to begin to give what you may feel like may, may be revelation, foresight or insight. And so I think it's really important that with all of the streams of revelation, but particular, particularly with this one, that you make sure that you you make sure that you commit to the scriptures um, and that you are forthcoming with knowing what the Bible has to say about any given thing. So, for example, um, this year, I realized that especially in the last few weeks um, and even a conversation or a teaching that I was part of um, a couple of nights ago made me aware um, of the fact that there were certain definitions of emotions that I still was yet to understand or to grow in or to have experienced. And that I also needed to find what the Bible had to say about these in case um, I was ever in a place where I needed it for myself or I needed to share it with somebody else. But one of the things that was constantly in the back of my mind was the fact that if at any point God wanted to speak to this particular area, I don't have range or a library of what the Bible has to say and what God had to say about in his, in his word about this particular thing. And so I challenged myself to search out the scriptures concerning it. And so 
one of the things that I would share with you is that if you are the kind of person where you're just sitting down and then you randomly are open to a realm of information that you previously weren't open to before, if that's the way that God speaks to you primarily, then govern it accordingly by committing to the scriptures so that God can breathe upon the word that you already have, the internal library you already have, and and give you this revelation that has interpretation, that has application, that has wisdom, that has prophecy attached to it. Um, And this is one of the things that really encouraged or helped me a lot because what used to happen um, when I I hadn't fully committed to the scriptures was that I would get a word and the, the revelation would build over time. So I would be doing something and God would randomly give me the word, let's say, power. Um, and I would be like, okay. And I would pray into and be like, okay, God, what, what is the, what is it particularly about power that you want me to know and understand? What is it particularly about power that is relevant to this time and season? What particularly is it about power that does it apply to me? Does it apply to other people in my context, in my world? What is it about power that you have to say? And I would often find myself digging for revelation over long periods of time um so that i could um so that i could get the full message and picture of what god was trying to say now one time holy spirit was like to me study this and he he in response to me asking him what the revelation was that i had gotten this initial um enlightenment about this word concerning um i asked Holy Spirit I was like what are you trying to say and he was like read this portion of scripture and as I read through it I began to feel God I literally began to feel the bubbling up of the the word of God within me um and he began to God began to share with me exactly what he wanted to say and who it was for what the revelation meant what time it was meant to be released in um etc And so what I found was that the word of God was like a a catalyst. It was like as soon as it was added to the equation. So I was hearing God, but it was necessary for me to have a library that God could breathe upon. That could be the catalyst for me to be able to hear the full insight of what God was trying to share. And so over time, one of the things that I, I tell everyone, my mentees, my friends, everybody who knows me knows this. I'll say, God, I love your word for the rest of my life. I literally walk around I could be doing something and I would just randomly break out God I love your word not to be super spiritual to be a super saint but it's literally because the word of God has become life to me it has become a life source that I cannot go without and there are still some days where I neglect or become familiar with the word of God and so I have to go beyond motivation. I have to build the discipline to continually commit to studying the scriptures, meditating upon it, memorizing the scriptures, so that when it comes to God wanting to say something, there is a library that he can go to, um, to breathe upon and can share um, his word directly with me. And so um, this is something that's been happening to me since I was a child. Sometimes people ask me questions and they're like, oh, she's wise beyond her years. 
And um, I'm like, I didn't actually know that before you asked me this question. It was literally just a disclosure, literally um, an enlightenment in a moment where I was exposed to principles, wisdom or thoughts um, that sometimes I'll go and Google and find out, yeah, there, there are there are decades worth of philosophers and thinkers who have been talking about this prior to me being um, introduced to it. But I've never known about it. God just literally shares with me either biblical principles or other things or other forms of wisdom um, and in his ways that are so much higher than ours I'm able to disclose or share that wisdom in a moment and so one of the things that it always reminds me is to remain humble um, to remain humble in understanding that this wisdom is God's I just have access to God's wisdom because I am his child and I hear his voice and so um, even when it comes down to um, this particular stream of revelation, I don't believe that you f- you will function fully or flow fl- fluently in this stream of revelation without a commitment to the scriptures and what God has to say. Um, and so um, I'll, I'll even um, give an example. I remember one of my friends sharing with me about um, some family situations that she was going through um, and in the moment, I was just being a listening ear. I didn't really want to offer um, any particular um, insight or or wisdom or counsel or whatnot. I literally just wanted to be a listening ear because A, that's what she asked for. But B, also, I knew that what she was experiencing, I had never experienced before. And if I began to share... Um, things to try and relate or to understand or to help her feel more comfortable to share, I realized that I actually would have been doing a disservice to her because in my own human understanding knowledge, I didn't have a clue of how to navigate this. And so I remember just saying, Holy Spirit, help me to be a good supportive friend and a listening ear for my friend. And so I remember praying that prayer like in my heart as she was speaking and then continuing to listen to her um, share what she was going through and literally I had I saw a picture and a vision of um, what she was describing had happened at home I began to see it play out Um, and then after the scenario I literally saw a whiteboard pull up um, and then there was like a, a, a an a downloading of information about family dynamics, about some things, some approaches that are used in therapy. Um, And God began to walk me through what to talk her through so that she could get to a place where she was processing her emotions concerning it. And um, I was, I didn't want to begin to try and fix or be, um, have that savior or God complex. I didn't want to do that. So um, I've asked her if I could ask her a few questions and she was very open um, to me asking her. And so I remember beginning to walk through this thing as God was speaking to me, but I I didn't share with her what I was seeing. I just asked her as, as God was speaking to me. And by the end of the conversation, she was like, I don't know how you know what you know or how you did what you did, but I feel like I've come to a place where I have understanding of what I'm going through. I can identify my emotions concerning this. I know what help I need. Um, 
and etc and etc and even just sharing that there was some things that she felt literally break off of her in terms of sadness and and other things that she was handling or dealing with that was really impacting her functionality and her day-to-day life um now that has absolutely nothing to do with me <laughs> because in my human capacity i couldn't have been there for her in that way but Friendship is such a ministry that as she was sharing with me, because of compassion or love for her, um, it led me to pray to be a better friend or a a better um, listening ear uh, to her um, and for her. And that was what led to revelation and insight in that time and in that moment. And God was able to share with me, not only specifically in her context, how to help her um, and to be there for her, but also um, to have understanding of what professionals may do or engage in to be able to help people in the same scenario at the professional level. So I wouldn't consider myself a professional at all now based on that experience, but this was an experience where the power of God was able to meet somebody um, simply by availability. So principle number two, um, with enlightenment as a stream of revelation, not only do you need to commit to the scriptures so they can be a catalyst for, um, for your revelation or enlightenment or insight, but you also need to make sure that you are available. This is one of those things where I'm not just talking about availability in time because it's practically impossible to be available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, And so I'm not talking about your physical um, schedule or timing or movements or Um, bookings. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being available in the heart. Um, And what can often happen is um, when you receive revelation this way, it can be instantaneous, it can be spontaneous, it can be in a moment. And so the availability of your heart in terms of posture is what really helps you to guard and to guide this as a stream of revelation. Um, And so um, availability in terms of always being available to hear what God is saying. This is one of those streams of revelation that it's not, uh, there's hardly any preparation for it. Um, it's literally just a postured heart that helps you to consistently receive from God. And sometimes because of your stream of revelation, you can feel overwhelmed because you may have a schedule, you may have things to do, you may have life may be happening to you. So even emotionally, you may feel um, the weight or the burden of what you are experiencing, but then also you're getting these this insight or this revelation about um other people, other contexts, other things, maybe random, what you may deem to be random principles or wisdom that you don't understand come into play or will be necessary in a coming time or season, um, which are really Christianese words, but just maybe in the next moment or the next day, you don't know when you'll need it, but Holy Spirit is arming you and preparing you with what you, the revelation you need to navigate and one of the things that I love is that as a son of God, we live by revelation. It's it's our bread and butter. It's our life. It's our life source. We live by revelation. First and foremost, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which is everything to us as believers, but also the revelation of him over time, the revelation of him in us, the revelation of him through us, the revelation of him for us. There are so many ways that that revelation can be expressed. And so 
Um, I, I always believe in availability. I always say to everyone that I teach when it comes to this particular stream of revelation is to make sure that you center your heart consistently. Make sure that it is a practice of yours to always remember and remind yourself um, of the posture that you should take before the Lord, not just committing and submitting to the scriptures, but also your relationship with God in this particular stream of revelation also matters um, because your availability matters. If God feels the the clutter and the the lack of posture in your heart or in your mind it may impact um when he's speaking to you you, it may be unclear it may be foggy for you not because god isn't speaking but because your availability your posture might be out of whack and so um that's something that i always challenge myself to do um because this is the way that i hear god i can't be god can't be wondering saying, Adam, Adam, where are you? Or glory, glory, where are you? Or insert your name here, where are you? Um, Because you are out of posture, you are out of position, you are out of where he knows you and meets you frequently to be. Um, So I would always say principle number one with um, enlightenment as a stream of revelation, commit to the scriptures. Principle number two, um, I would say um, be available in your heart posture towards God, be available and sensitive to hearing him. Principle number three, I would also say, is to ask questions, to have conversations, and to seek mature believers concerning uh, what you may be um, hearing or seeing. Reason being that this way um, of hearing God's voice is um, something that you can... It, it can happen so in the moment that sometimes we, because of the way we're experiencing it, you can think that that's the be all and the end all of revelation. Um, what I've found often is that this isn't the end point of revelation. So this enlightenment usually isn't the end point of revelation. For me, it's the beginning, it's the opening, it's the portal for more revelation. So I remember one time, um, going to preach and I remember God giving me uh I believe it's first Kings 18 and um Elijah with the um prophets of Baal um and I remember God giving me the scripture and me going like okay that's it that's it and I literally went down this rabbit hole of preparing the sermon and going to teach and I remember Holy Spirit saying to me as I was teaching this is the point of pressure um this is the point of revelation And so I've got like 10 pages worth of notes and I'm like, but this stuff sounds like it's going to be fire. And I remember Holy Spirit saying to me that that is powerful and potent revelation, what you've got prepared, but the glory resides on what I've breathed upon. Um, And so I was, the fear of the Lord overtook me. I would say it like that. And I remember going into where God said that the revelation, the point of revelation was, and it's probably one of the most powerful, potent um, teachings I've ever done. Um, Even I listen back to it and I'm like, wow, that was powerful because in those moments, it wasn't me speaking. It was definitely by inspiration of God and it was happening in the moment. Um, But one of the things that that did for me was that that wasn't that wasn't the be on the end of that revelation. I remember teaching and then finishing the teaching and speaking to 
um, the people that were in the room listening to me teach at the time. And I remember that more revelation kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. And it was this revelation that I got was the open door for more revelation. And then I began to draw on the scriptures. These are mature believers as well. So I began to ask them questions. They asked me questions. This conversation began to breed more revelation. And then after teaching, I remember going to speak to, to more mature believers um, about this and asking them questions and drawing upon their wisdom and their principles and what God was saying to them and helping to contextualize this word for the culture that we're in for the 21st century. And so I would always say that if you speak, if you, if God speaks to you directly in this way, where you're just open momentarily um, to new uh, to new realms of information, then I would always share that you should um, make sure that you have a community of people um, that you pull apart revelation with, that you go deeper, that you go further, that you aim higher in your revelation and what you're hearing from God and interpreting and applying what you've gotten. Because I often find that sometimes in conversation, revelation can be given, but because we're so familiar with the vessel, sometimes we don't go then and apply the word to our own lives. And so um, I would always share that, make sure you have a community that challenge you to pull apart the word and let this be the beginning of revelation, not the end point of it. Um, and to also remember that this is God's wisdom that you're tapping into so that you can always remain sober in your heart concerning uh, this particular form of revelation. Um, and so, yeah, guys, that is this week's episode. Um, I don't have any fun fact for this week's episode. Um, I really did, though. Um, I really wanted to share with you guys um, about what is coming in the next few weeks. Um, and so I'm going to share that um, as a recommendation um, instead of um, giving you a fun fact for this week's episode. What I am going to share with you is that we are trying to build a team here at Recalibrate. There are so many amazing things happening and another arm of Recalibrate will be launching um, in the next year or so. And so we're working towards so many different goals with Recalibrate and we want our community to have first dibs on everything that we're doing. And so, um, yeah, we definitely want to build our teams. And so if you have any skills, if you feel called to anything that we're doing, or if you would just like to support in a greater way, um, then please do make sure that you email. The email will be in the episode show notes um, and that you email to get in touch with us um, to be a part of all that we're doing. Um, and then also the recalibrate challenge of the week for this week is this is the last week of the streams of revelation um, portion of hearing the voice of God. But we're going to be talking about building a, a prophetic life, one where you hear the voice of God consistently. Um, and so make sure that you identify uh, your stream of revelation based on the last few weeks um, so that the next few weeks um, are a lot easier to manage um, and to help you with as well. I love and adore you guys and I'll see you guys in next week's episode. Bye.